Welcome to the Issues of Sports, along with the rude dog, Rudy Reyes. I am Emac Evan Makovsky, and, uh, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs rude dog, they win the Super Bowl, an exciting game in overtime. We're not here to recap that. They've now won, what is it, three out of the last four Super Bowls. I don't know, six straight AFC Championship games. You can hear that elsewhere, but what we're here to talk about is what happened at the parade. So all these Kansas City fans are going to celebrate a huge Super Bowl victory in overtime in Las Vegas. They're going out to, you know, party and take it in. And they have a true dynasty now that's re that's really on the up and up. And absolute tragedy strikes their parade, Rude Dog, as there is an open shooter we believe they have two people arrested. One woman dies, Lisa Lopez Galvin, who was a radio DJ. She mm -hmm. passed away. We have 22 people. That's a fair amount injured. Half of them are under the age of 16. And suddenly, you know, you can't even compare sports to, to this, but something that should have been a glorious, fun day for the city now it's like this mass shooting tragedy has now infected all areas of life. Yeah, no, no it has, Evan, and you're absolutely right. I, I believe that when you look at the totality of, of this entire scene, I, I've seen various video clips uh, from people that were on the ground, their boots were on the ground, they were able to look at all the disbursement of people surrounding Union Station, and it was just a horrible situation that I wouldn't wish anyone to be in, regardless of age. But the fact that all of these were kids that are even more in the way because of the enamoring uh, that they felt along with all these players, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, the list goes on and on. It's just a very tragic experience. I would not want any of my children to experience, but sadly enough, uh, a lot of the fans are younger, and uh, they have a long road ahead of them in regards to emotional recovery, mental recovery, and clearly you know, physical as well. Um, so this is, is very tragic, to say the very least. This overshadows anything uh, as a part of an otherwise fantastic parade would have been probably one of the most prolific in memory for those that did attend. Unfortunately, it turned sideways very, very quickly, and all it took were for people to argue, disagree, from my understanding, and essentially guns were fired. All right, we have Bob Fesco, who used to host this podcast on his legendary resume, but he has been the man in the morning on 610 in Kansas City. He's the morning show host. He's been on top of the whole story all year long. He was geeked up. Him and I were texting. I mean, look, I, I don't, normal sports things. His team's going to win the Super Bowl. They win the Super Bowl, and now suddenly – Bob, why don't you take it away? I won't even say how are you, but hi, Bob. Hi, Evan. Hi, Rude Dog. I appreciate you guys having me on. I mean, yeah, it, it was really like the, you know a day of celebration that turned tragic, obviously, with what happened. And this was the first parade that I personally didn't go to because it just it just didn't work out in the schedule for the show and everything that was going on from a work standpoint that day. But my family was down there, and and they were down and and taking part in the parade as they do every year. And luckily enough, they had an opportunity to stay at the Westin the night before, which is the hotel right across the street from Union Station. So they were able to get inside there room but at one point they were locked down inside their hotel room and I'm a father of, of two girls and my wife and they had each had a friend down there so it's four kids and my wife 
that were on lockdown at this hotel while the gunman was allegedly in the lobby of that hotel. And so it was very scary. I mean, you, you can imagine what it was like to feel like a helpless husband and a helpless father in that situation because there really wasn't anything I could do except just stay by the phone, listen to them, uh, check in with them, make sure that they were okay. But from my standpoint, there was nothing I can do. And I know I'm not the only one who felt helpless that day because there were you know, hundreds of thousands of people down there who felt helpless in that situation. And so it was just a horrible, horrible situation, obviously, to have you know, a day like it was and a celebration of just such a great accomplishment, three Super Bowl championships in five years, and then immediately is ruined by the, the aftermath of the parade. And that's what everybody is focused on right now because it, it is – uh, a terrifying, tragic event that has happened to our town. And the thing about Kansas City is there may be 2.3 million people here, but this is a very close-knit community. And everybody had some sort of connection, you know, a, a degree of, or two of separation from somebody who was involved downtown last week. And so that that's the thing about Kansas City that it is is both wonderful and sometimes, you know, everybody kind of knows what you're doing at times, but it's also one of those things that make this town wonderful is that when something does happen, everybody rallies. And that's what Kansas city has been doing for basically the last, you know, five plus days is rallying around all the victims of that uh, terrible shooting. Well, you know, a lot of things kind of check the box here, right? We, we have acts of heroism tackling one out of the two guys that were involved in the shooting, which is extremely heroic. I believe there was, one person rumored to have been shot in the foot in the process. And, uh, you know, hats off to those heroes. For those people that just stepped up, regardless of the situation, sacrifice themselves to help the greater good every, uh, of everyone involved in watching this parade unfold, otherwise to be a very joyous event, now very tragic. And I'm a, I'm a grandfather and a dad, and, and I recognize that. I, I can't imagine the types of emotions that you were experiencing or any other father or mother that were remote and not in that vicinity at that moment when gunfire opened up. So I can't even attest to how that feels, but just the unknown, I think is the most disparaging feeling above all else, because you don't know what's going to happen. And the fact alone that this gunman was in the lobby of the hotel that your family was staying at, it, it, it speaks to the nerves that were probably very unsettling to you, Bob, in regards to everything that was unfolding. Well, it really was. I mean, you, you think you're going down for a celebration of a parade and then it turns into something, you know, tragic, obviously. And it's one of the, the things that Kansas City has kind of prided itself on. We've been very fortunate to have three Super Bowl parades and a World Series parade in the last 10 years here in Kansas City. And when the Royals won the championship in 2015, we were very, very excited and very proud to, to let everybody know. I think there were two arrests and they said there were like a million people down there. Right. And so we were like, look, nobody gets arrested at these parades. Nobody misbehaves at these parades. And, and the first couple Chiefs parades, you know, were great. And, and nobody got into trouble, in, you know, in either of those two parades. And now this parade, obviously, we see, you know, what happened. And that changed that entire narrative. And, and it makes you wonder now, you know, going forward, are there going to be celebrations like that? It's going to be interesting to see what the NBA and NHL champions do this year and what the Major League Baseball World Series winner does this year. Will they have a parade like this? And next year when the Chiefs win another championship, will they have a parade out at Union Station or will they make? it you know a season ticket holder only event i mean everybody's kind of talking about ideas of of, of what they think is going to happen but we're still a week you know less than a week out from from that event and i don't think anybody really knows what the answers are right now but i don't think anybody to to kind of get to your point wants to be in a situation where they feel helpless again because i know i i wasn't the only one i mean i i can't imagine 
what my reaction would have been had I been down there. And and you mentioned, you know, the two guys who who tackled and the you know the the kind of the uh, the onlookers, if you will, the 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 common folks like us that went out there and you know were were superstars that day. I I don't know if I would have done that in that situation. It's hard to tell until you're in one of those type of situations. And thank God those guys did tackle that gunman because it could have been a lot worse than it was. And yeah, we tragically lost a life and 22 people were victims of this. But if those guys don't act right away and tackle that gunman, who knows what happens? Bob, you you messaged, you said, you know, no safety debates. I agree. No gun debates. And I don't want to get into that. But you brought up the point about going to the parade. And now, you know, this does become like a bigger issue now. And I sent you a text and I was like, you know, unless you're going to go to a concert now and go through, you know, a metal detector or you're going to go. How is it safe anymore? Really? This has to go. It has to do with large crowds, Times Square, New Year's Eve. I mean, you're you're basically if you're going to any sort of a uh, where people congregate in, in, in a large portion or, or, or maybe not. You don't know anymore what's what. But is it even really safe? To go to go out into like public functions unless there's going to be some sort of security there. Well, I I just I don't think you can live your life in fear, right? And then that way the bad guys always win when you start living your life in fear. But I I, I will say I think a lot of people probably get a little aggravated, you know, by the fact that they have to go through metal detectors at games and get patted down and the clear bag policy and all that. After this event that took place on on Wednesday here in Kansas City, I'm like. I love the fact that you can't get into a ball game or an arena now without going through those metal detectors and without having a clear bag and, and following proper protocol because you actually get into an environment that feels a heck of a lot safer than just being outside at a park or at you know at where, wherever at a parade or something like that. So I really appreciate it now looking back at all those changes that you know the NFL and Major League Baseball and, and all the other leagues have made that says you're not coming into this game unless you go through the metal detector and have the clear bag and we can see everything that you're bringing in. I think it really is a great measure that all these leagues have put into place. And what about the minor aspect? What kind of attention has that gotten in Kansas City? I can't think that they were intentionally, they were probably, and again, I'm not in the mind, I wasn't there of these uh, two assailants who were open firing, but I, I, they were probably looking to shoot whoever they could shoot. They don't know who's going to be where, or whatnot. But the fact that this has affected so many children, what's the talk around Kansas City about about that, about how many children have been hurt and how allegedly these two, the two gunmen are under 18 as well, which isn't necessarily a surprise, but a lot of kids here. Yeah, a lot, a lot of were involved. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, from from a child standpoint, it's hard enough to be a kid today than it's ever been before. And I can't imagine as a child, having to go through the trauma of being shot at a parade because you know when you started this you were talking about you know kind of getting back to the to the physical side and you know getting all the injuries healed like that but the mental side is what I'm concerned about and and even for children who were not you know injured that day there's still going to be that mental trauma that they have to live with their entire lives and, and as we continue to move forward in this country and in this world we're finding out how important mental health is and we value mental health as important as anything we've ever valued before I know from from my standpoint just talking to therapists and, you know, anxiety and dealing with all that stuff, how important the mental health aspect side of things is. And that's going to be the real thing for me to see how these children re respond and rebound from from the mental health aspect side of things. The, the doctors here have done an amazing job. Children's Mercy is one of the great children's hospitals. And I believe 
all the kids for the most part have now been released and are going to be okay and, and whatnot, but that doesn't say how they're going to be affected for years dealing with the mental side of things and recalling that moment and living through it. And the children who lost their mom that day and the father who lost his wife that day and everybody who was truly related and right there, you know, like immediate family uh, of Lisa Lopez Galvan, how they're going to move on from a mental standpoint, because I think about it every day. I don't know what I would do from a mental standpoint, guys, if, if I was involved in that situation, I can't imagine a 14, 15, 13, 12, however year old kid trying to rebound. They always say, you know, the children are, are great and they're able to rebound and all that kind of stuff. But these situations, resilient. who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Resilient is the right word. But I mean, in these type of situations, having those nightmares and, and, and whatnot and thinking about it, I mean, these kids got a long time to live, right? Probably 60, 70 years left to live. And this is going to be something they probably think about just about every day. Bob, if I had yeah. a family, and we'll, uh, we'll we can we can let you roll unless Root Dog has one more for you. But if I had a family in Kansas City, we're I, it's not even we're just not going to parade next year. I don't know how else to put it. You touched on such great content because we just got done kind of finding ourselves through a, a very narrow passage, a very dark uh, hallway, right, without lights into what mental health actually does look like and how to recover from that people are still recovering from it i i don't know what everybody's specific you know times or what they were doing during during the covid pandemic but we're just now creeping ourselves out of it some people a lot slower than others why because of the mental components associated with why they were kept down so much and what they're currently working through and then this happens so you now have a compound fracture right it starts to elbow works its way down how do people find a way, and I know you're not a mental health expert by any stretch of imagination, but from, from a father's standpoint, from your perspective, being there, uh, you know, discussing this on the Kansas City Airways, how, is, how are people really trying to uh, recover from this? I mean, is, is there, there's no time frame from it, right? Six months, eight months, a year, two years, maybe the rest of your life, depending on the level of trauma associated with these events. Yeah, I mean, there, that's the thing. There is, there's no playbook for something like this, right? We don't know because everybody's their own person. Your child may heal faster than my kid. My kid may heal faster than yours. You know, adults may heal faster. But, you know, I, I never really went through anything in my life like this, obviously, a, a, as a child. And I know I've dealt with mental health issues of that anxiety and always thinking, you know, of, of the worst case scenarios. I can't imagine if I had lived through something like this as a child, how would it impact me as an adult? Because those things we learn as children, Children definitely carry over and they become our kind of our habits and the things we you know use as crutches and whatnot as we become adults and the things we kind of harken back to. So I, I just can't imagine what this is going to be like for those children that were down there and were truly affected by this tragedy. Bob, go enjoy the Kansas City sunshine on President's Day in February. You got those, you got the cold to freeze Tariq Hill, Tyreek Hill. Back in January, did that came, and now they know the chief season is over, and you get to be outside and lounge with us. Hopefully, next time it's on a more positive topic. And I hope, uh, you know, th there's nothing really to say here. I just uh, keep moving forward, right, for the whole city. That's really all you can do. It's yeah, that's an awful tragedy. It is, man. It's, it's what you got to do is just try to continue to move forward the best you can. Thank you for having me and allowing me to kind of talk. Very, uh, very good conversation, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Bob. Right. We appreciate yeah. your time. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on. Yeah. Enjoy your, your Kansas City evening. Thanks. Yes, your KC evening. Enjoy that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bob. <laughs>
You know, right. interesting stuff from Bob. He, he certainly, you know, he, he, there, there are no answers to this. We all know that anybody who's been involved in things just like this, uh, there, there's no timetable. There's no timetable for recovery, mental, emotional, physical, and otherwise. And all, all I can say about this entire situation is that we're be just thinking out loud. There has to be some type of change mitigated in in regards to guns and things of that nature but again that's not my realm it's not my ballpark i don't make the rules i just abide by them for rudy rude dog race i want to thank bob fesco of 610 in kansas city i'm evan makovsky this is the issues of sports and we will see you on the next episode